Okay, everybody, move to the middle. Make room. Come on, squeeze in there. You need to fit all your family in this little tour jeep. Well, hello, I am Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom. And I'm Rich Harrison, the producer and occasional co-host. Val and I are going to be your tour guides over the next four weeks. We are calling this tour, Here We Go Through Uniquely United 2.0. I think we'd better explain. Yeah, I think so. You see, on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, we have an ongoing occasional series called Uniquely United. Recently in this series, we completed the foundation first episode, number 162, about marriage oneness. Then in 163 and 164, we learned that differences are opportunities. By identifying aspects of fast-paced and slow-paced family members and task-focused and people-focused family members. Now we take those four characteristics, fast, slow, and people-task, and we place them on a grid that results in four personality combinations. Fast, people-focused personalities, called impulsive impactors. Slow, people-focused personalities, called sensitive servers. Fast, task-focused personalities called dominant directors, and slow, task-focused personalities called careful calculators. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) Well, it is. We will spend four episodes explaining each one of these combinations to learn in each type what they fear, how to motivate them, what brings them joy, how they view rules, what they value, their greatest strength, ways to improve, why they get angry or hurt, and their greatest needs. Now, as you buckle your seatbelts for this tour, we do have two rules for the road. Number one, don't be rigid with this information. None of us are cookie cutter, and it is not meant for labeling each other and staying in boxes. God made us to grow, and labels sometimes hinder growth. Just glean some ideas and know that we humans are each unique designs set in unique circumstances that can affect our personality combinations. Rule number two, we are passing out some empathy glasses for each of you to wear on this tour. The rule is wear the glasses. Use this information to let the Holy Spirit work in your heart to hone your giftings and shave off the rough edges that may be roadblocks in relationships. Learn to blend and to bless as much as possible by having empathy for who the other people are around you. As you wear your empathy glasses to bless others within your family, you're getting lots of good practice and growth in the home so that then you can step on out into the world ready for strong relationships into your future. So, now that we understand those rules of the road, I believe we're ready. Here we go. Through Uniquely United 2.0. Well, we just love this material. It's so much fun to us because... We have seen the difference it makes in our family when we, when we start understanding ourselves and when we start teaching our kids to understand themselves and each other as well. Through this material, you are helping your child be able to shine in a way that is a blessing to others. So we're not trying to diminish that personality type, but at the same time, 
We want them to learn about themselves and be honing their personality to make it something that can mesh with the rest of the family. God has called us to love one another. He's called us to be at peace with one another. He even says they'll know us by our love, by the way we love one another. One way that we, a big way that we love one another within a family is to be considerate of the other personalities there and be willing to speak each other's language a little bit more. So hopefully this material can help equip you as mom or dad to adjust some, and then also equip your children to know themselves and adjust as well. Today we are ready for our personalities grid. We've talked about fast acting and deciding versus slow acting and deciding. We've talked about task-oriented versus people or emotion-based people, and we've combined those into our four different personality types. And today we're talking about the fast people combination or the fast emotion combination. And this, ultimately, I have to say, these people are a lot of fun. Valerie mentioned on an earlier episode about our oldest son, how he always used to be kidding around. And it was always just a party. Can be. If you will let it be, it can be a party when these people are around. You know, for a lot of years, I would speak at events on this Uniquely United material. And I would start out speaking about the scenario of these parents that are leaving for a date. And some of the kids are old enough to babysit some of the other kids. And it's the four different personalities at one of each quadrant. And so as parents, we were giving them directions before we left. And all of the directions or instructions varied based on that personality type. The parent instruction to the impulsive impactor child in the scenario was, you may not jump off of the roof. You may not prank phone call the neighbors. You may not teepee the neighbor's house. You know, it was a list of all these crazy, silly things that kids would do. This is the personality type that we're looking at today. Rich, can you give us some bullet points of characteristics of the impulsive impactor? Yes, they are very experience-based people. They love to experience and to do. And so sometimes that means that they like to experiment and try new things. It can come across as spontaneous. The spontaneous can mean that they take risks that, you know, jumping off the roof in Valerie's example, that would be a risk, but they just see the fun in it. So they would use their intuition for decision making. It's not, they don't spend a lot of time analyzing or asking a lot of questions. They just kind of go with their gut and use their intuition. Solving problems, they like to do that independently, which is a strength, but also something to be balanced at times as well. They learn best when they are able to use trial and error. Again, very experience-based. They like to compete with others, and this is a motivator to them. That's part of their fast personality. What's tough for them? Routines, structure, high detail, those type of things they find difficult and can even frustrate them and can make them seem like they are uh, lashing out or disobedient. These people also don't like if they feel like they have no options, if they feel like they're stuck or forced into one path of action. They do resist boundaries. They resist ultimatums. They resist the staying inside the lines. Okay, so let's look at a mom or a dad who is this personality type. Something that you need to work on increasing is your consistency. 
and being okay with some systems. Our kids will thrive more if they have at least some structure. Some basic systems that you could begin is just everything has its place. And when you walk in the front door, where do things go? How do we put away what's in our arms? What are the top things you need to increase? You need to increase your consistency in systems. You need to increase your reliability keep your word. Here's the thing with this personality type, whether it's the child or whether it's you, the parent, for the impulsive impactor type, they tend to think, oh yeah, I know I said that, but it's no big deal. They will not care. This is important too. So I'm switching to this new plan or this new thought. Being a person of your word, your kids need to be able to rely on you. Another thing that you can work on increasing if you're this personality type is boundaries. You might feel like boundaries are no big deal. They're something that we don't really need, but actually kids really thrive better with narrow boundaries that gradually increase based on their maturity and responsibility level to handle those increased boundaries. Yes, you're very right. If the boundaries are too broad or the the latitude they're given is too much, then yes, that's a little too much freedom. And they don't know how to handle that and they don't feel safe with that. By the way, I guess I should say this, that if you're the parent of a fast people-oriented person, then you can also help them increase in those things, increase in consistency, reliability, keeping their word, and boundaries. In fact, something I will often say with our daughter that is a fast people-oriented person, I will often say to her, under-promise and over-deliver. Because this personality type tends to think, oh, sure, I can for sure do that for you. I'm going to be so great at it, and it's going to be the most amazing party ever, and I'll be in charge of it. And then they forget even that the party is supposed to happen because they got distracted by this other party. So we want to help them increase their consistency, reliability, keeping their word, and boundaries. The parent that is a fast people-oriented person, how you need to treat your family. You need to value accuracy and truth without manipulating. So what do I mean by that? First of all, don't avoid reality. Reality sometimes isn't fun. So you may be tempted to avoid the real truth there and kind of recreate a better one in your own mind and go with that. And again, that's something that's unsafe to your kiddos that you are ignoring those important yet unpleasant aspects that might be going on around you. So you need to learn to face things and be willing to deal with reality and deal with it honestly with yourself as also with them. And then what do I mean by manipulation? Well, this personality type can be a a bit of a strong personality. And so that manipulation tendency is there or temptation is there. You also, you're people oriented. So you understand what makes people tick and how they work. And so you'll play on their heartstrings to accomplish what you want. And that is a manipulation tactic. And you don't want to do that to your kids. And if your kid is that personality type, you want to help them to also not do that. Okay, so let's look at what is the greatest quality of this personality type. And it is that you are a joy spreader, or this child is a joy spreader. And that's awesome. I often, I will tell my daughter that is this personality type, 
you are sunshine wherever you go, or you're a pep rally wherever you go. (laughs) Definitely. She is just the cheerleader for all those around her. So that was their greatest quality is that they're a joy spreader, their greatest value, what they value most. They value fun. They value experiences and they value the spotlight. And you should really keep that in mind, parents. If you need to get on this child about something, do not do it in front of others. Mm. That is huge. Definitely. Pay attention to what is the spotlight doing for them and to them. Okay, Rich, you want to tell them what this personality type, how they view rules? Rules to this person are some of those boundaries that they don't like. Their mindset is what rules? I can, I can make this up as I go. Again, they're, they're trial and error type people and they are experience based. And honestly, this type of person tends to challenge the rules and find out almost they take it as a challenge to prove I can do this. I can accomplish what you want with your rules that you're trying to put on me. I can do that same thing, but I can do it differently, unconventionally or in a way that's more fun or not your way is really what they're after. So for them, they are gray on the rules. They're fluid. They're flexible. It doesn't really apply in this situation because we've got this unique aspect going on. And so it's no big deal if, if I don't follow the rules in this. And I'm sure everybody will be totally understanding of the fact. See how I'm, you know, recreating reality with my words there. And, and these people are often wholeheartedly convinced of that. Well, Really what's standing out to me in at this moment regarding this child is that they have to see the world as happy or they ignore things that they shouldn't ignore and they twist it in their mind. And so this can be a conversation that you'd have with someone like that. You have to get on, on them about something. And they're like, yeah, I can kind of see that. But actually, no, it's been totally fine. And I don't even think it's a problem anymore. You know, they don't want to live more than a second in a negative reality. Okay, so let's look at how to earn their respect. They need unconditional love. I love you no matter what, even though you've messed up big, because this personality does tend to make some big mistakes. You know, they're leaping before they're looking and they're taking risks. And so, of course, that means that there are some bigger errors that happen and they need to know they're loved anyway, unconditionally loved. They also really want fun and they really want attention. So with the attention piece, what can we do then to not spoil our kid in that arena of attention, kind of making them what we in our family refer to as a look at me, Louie, doing things just for attention? Well, I think partly we can appeal to their people side of them is to help them see, you know what, I gave you praise for this, but today it's this person's spotlight day. Like this is a big event for them and we're going to cheer them on and we're going to celebrate them and what's going on in their life. And today's not going to be about spotlighting you. So I want you to really keep catching yourself when you want to take away the spotlight of what's going to go on. I want you to keep reminding yourself, not today. I'll have many days in the future, but today the spotlight is going to my sibling. So let's look at the biggest fears of this personality type. 
They fear something being boring. <laughs> so they're going to avoid, Definitely. they're going to avoid going or avoid participating if they think it's going to be boring. They fear disapproval. Because they fear disapproval, they'll be tempted to hide things that they think that you would disapprove of. Or they're either going to do that or they're going to, in their mind, say, oh, I'm sure that mom or dad will be fine with this. You know, I, I yeah, I did it different, um, but they're going to know that, that this was worth it. It was so worth it. I know it's going to be worth it. Okay. They also fear being alone, whether it's for a moment or whether it's for a decision they make. They're not a follower personality specifically, but they want the approval of their peers. And for that reason, they will make some poor decisions about friends sometimes because they want to retain that friendship at all costs. You say they want the approval of their peers. I, I almost would characterize it more as they need the affirmation of their peers and fear being alone. I don't know, but I know being alone for extended periods of time would become depressing to them and it would really affect their mood. I, I want to say something else here while on the topic of disapproval and approval. This goes along with the importance of praise to this personality type. One time the girls were going to a youth thing at church, and this is something they look forward to once a year. And I knew they were going to be selling sweatshirts there. So I, as an act of love, put money on the counter for Abby, who is this personality type, to take and buy a sweatshirt with. And so she came down and I was like, hey, I put money on the counter. You take that and you get yourself a sweatshirt. Now, what did I expect from that? I expected, oh, that is awesome. Thank you so much. And her response was, you did? Why did you do that? Now, as a fast-paced task person, I was annoyed with that question on the inside because that question was, for one thing, a waste of time. Obviously, I did it because I want you to be able to have that. But what she was really doing with that question, she was longing for words of affirmation. She needed to hear, I am giving you that because I just love you so much. And I know how much you would love to have one of those sweatshirts. And I'm so excited that you know, she, she wanted me to be in that experience moment with her, uh, with that, you know, giving it to her. I was thinking task and she needed it to be relational. Okay. So let's look at what makes them feel angry or hurt. Not fitting in is one thing of, you know, these are community based people and uh, emotional people. And so not fitting in, feeling left out, feeling uh, pushed out, or feeling unnoticed, being unnoticed is another part of that. Uh, We've mentioned before that they like the attention. So being unnoticed is, again, something that's going to leave them feeling hurt, feeling wounded. So as you mentioned, that example you just gave, um, that Abby wanted the affirmation. She wanted you to v- give voice to the fact that you do notice her. Yeah. And I would even say too, this was a relationship issue that we had at one point. Actually, she went a couple of years, she says, feeling like I didn't ask 
a couple of specific questions she wanted me to be asking on a regular basis. Now, I was asking her lots of questions about her life, but she was desiring a couple other questions that weren't being asked. And because they weren't being asked, she was receiving that as being unnoticed and being hurt by that. Right. It becomes a wound. So on the one hand, that's unfair that I don't know that that's something she needs and wants, and she knows it and isn't telling me. But on the other hand, she's a child and I'm the parent and kids are not going to always verbalize or know how to articulate what they need and want. And so we as parents need to understand that sometimes these wounds are taking place and it is the reason for behavior that they're having. So we have to learn how to, you know, dig below the surface and ask more questions and identify what's going on. But especially we have to be praying for God to give us some direction. Eventually that came out, but apparently it took two years for that to come out. So how unfortunate that is. And, and, you know, in this book that I'm writing, answering the six questions of your child's heart, one of those questions is, am I worth restoring? Right. And when you've got a wound that is two years old, that has been festering and growing for two years, then obviously the level of restoration that now I need to work on is kind of big. Anyway, that's a, a topic for another day. Right. And and I think that'll be a, a very relevant topic for all parents at some point is this topic of learning to restore. Because all of us as parents, all of us as children of our parents could benefit from some restoring. And so learning how to do that and seeing the value in it and some practical ways to do that will be great. For now, let's well, let's keep going. Just to wrap up that concept for a second is that each one of these personality types have different things that they're going to tend to be wounded by. And if we can become more aware of that as a parent, then we will, one, maybe reduce the wounds that that we wouldn't have known about otherwise. And two, we can realize that their behavior might be stemming from that and it, it just be a motivation to us to dig deeper. Okay. Character qualities to improve on if this is your personality type or if it's your child, this is this personality type, what they need to work on. Accurate honesty, reliability, withstanding peer pressure or withstanding peer influence. Right. Because again, they're often looking for the affirmation of their peers. And so that sometimes they lose their judgment. These aren't the most uh, high judgment people. So they sometimes can go along with things that they shouldn't because they are wanting affirmation. And that sounds a little harsh to say. These are not, you know, whatever that, those words were you used. High judgment. But what what we want you to hear in this, parent, is not they're always going to be that way, but help them overcome that. I mean, Abby, she makes awesome decisions. Yes. You know, I mean, you guys get to hear her on other weeks. I know that's a mom gloating to say something <laughs> like that, but I just want you to understand that kids can grow and develop and sharpen and we can help them do that. We can equip them to know who they are and what areas they need to grow in. And so right. that's what we're talking about here is, okay, so let's move on to what, what does this personality type need to feel like they're winning at? They want to win at being the superstar or just the star. They want to win at acceptance and they want to win at fun. And so if they're not, 
that can be a source of frustration or depression, right? Discouragement. So if, if you're seeing acting out in in one of your children who is like this, you know, look at something like that. And what do they enjoy in life? They enjoy people. They enjoy fun. They enjoy experiences. They enjoy variety. Definitely. You want to start shutting down a child this uh, of this personality, take away the variety from their life. For example, you're a homeschool family and you do everything, workbooks and textbooks. This kiddo is not going to thrive that way. You homeschool. Yay. This is your opportunity to change up what is best for that child's learning style. And they need some variety, some variety of location, front porch, back porch, upstairs, downstairs, at the park, uh, at the coffee shop. They need some variety. And then another thing that this personality type really cares about is peace. They want everybody getting along. They want everybody being happy. What motivates them and what motivates them is variety, group activities, which is interesting because Rich said that they don't make decisions best in groups. And so understand they love to be together in a group. It's just they don't exactly love decision making in a group because one, that means that the group is going to have some people who are slow who are thinking of all of the possible problems that could come up if we go with that decision. And this personality type hates that. They don't want to hear about all the bad things that could happen if you go with that decision. But another thing is that the group could have someone who is more dominant than them and who is more rigid than they. This personality type also loves hands-on activities. They're going to learn better the more their body is getting to move. They love public praise, and that motivates them. Uh, Some cautions. The main one is we've kind of already talked about this tendency of theirs, and we kind of framed it as bad judgment sometimes and making poor decisions. And that is because it's it's often decisions based on emotional things and not necessarily thinking through ramifications, not necessarily considering different factors. They can make decisions that are based on their friends' feelings, their friends' needs, which aren't always necessarily the best. Or what's going to get them the most praise and recognition and attention. Attention, yeah. So with this one, to help them learn how to make decisions better, you may have to teach them to write out the facts. Let's write out what is going on in, or what's at play in this situation. Wait, you writing mean I out, have to look at reality? Writing out the negative <laughs> facts also. They want to ignore those and they want to assume that I'm sure everything will turn out fine. It, it won't be a problem. So I don't really need to preemptively put this in place or or do this before I do that. So we want to help them face reality. So writing it out can help and writing out a schedule, a plan of action, a to-do list, visual to-do lists can be so helpful with this personality type. They'll resist it at first, but if they can learn that discipline, then it really propels them forward. And just helping them be aware of the tendency to want to make emotional decisions instead of reality-based decisions. So working with them on that. Okay, well, this was fun. It is fun. And this is, a again, a great personality type to have in your family. A lot of strengths there. Certainly some strengths out of balance. Any personality type has strengths that, if they're out of balance, become a weakness or a liability. So... 
Well, I have to say with this personality type, I really think it might be the number one world changer. Yeah. They are going to touch a lot of lives, influence a lot of lives, motivate a lot of lives. My dad is this personality. And boy, the stories that my grandma used to tell of him were insane of how difficult he would make things as as a kid. <laughs> like he locked her in the hen house oh, one time and just all kinds of really difficult things. But now in his many years of adulthood, he has impacted so many lives for good. Yep. And that's a little world changer you're growing there. Mm-hmm. So don't be frustrated with them. Be excited about their unique characteristics and just help them to shine in ways that are a blessing. There are two resources that you may find helpful with this series. The first is an audio workshop that Val taught called Help, My House is Full of Difficult Personalities and One of Them is Mine. The other is Val's book called Clash in Your Home, Getting a Game Plan for Cleaning Up the Conflict. You can find both of these resources by going to practicallyspeakingmom.com and click on Shop. One last thing. The Uniquely United ongoing occasional series covers so much more than just these four personality combinations. We'll return to the Uniquely United series again a couple of times a year for another leg of our tour through the ways that God has made our families uniquely united. We'll see you next Monday. Sound effects from zapsplat.com.